So if there's one piece of advice you could give a CISO, what would it be? Stop, breathe, and take a look at everything that you're using and assess it against everything that's available. You know, again, this is a, um, this is a, a very, very challenging business problem. Because there are so many tools out there, I think it is really difficult, even for a CISO, who has a, one assumes has quite a large, uh, quite a, an expertise in this area, even for a CISO to understand, you know, what is actually being delivered by the tools that are available is, is difficult. It's difficult because right now, in order to put a security stack together, what you're looking at is cobbling together a lot of different tools. The average enterprise is using 72 tools right now. And for a CISO, I, I don't know how they sleep at night because I what they're, they do. I, I don't really think that they do either, not to mention that they're probably losing here that they didn't want to. But um, I think that they, they have the accountability to make sure that the company is secure mm. and understanding that 72 tools can actually be integrated together and provide the protection that they are assuming that they are is really quite impossible. And I've heard many CISOs express this frustration. And I think, again, it's our responsibility as um, security experts to make it easier on companies to utilize our tools, mm -hmm. right? So that the integration factor is one that they can count on. Mm -hmm. So that the pieces of the puzzle that need to be put together, they know are put together in the right way and that it is delivering what is promised is actually happening. And I think that that's where we're headed. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we're headed. Um, there are companies that are certainly beginning to partner with other companies to bring an entire solution set um, to the surface. And I think that this is a trend that is going to continue. Um, I think that we'll see some consolidation uh, in the industry. Uh, but it's going to take some time. It is definitely going to take some time because we're still figuring out what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. What's the best piece of information security advice that you've been given? Use a VPN. Seriously. And this was a long, long, long time ago when I didn't know what a VPN was. And somebody explained it to me. Okay. And since that time... Uh, I've got VPNs on every device that I use. Um, and for people who may or may not know what a VPN is, um, it's something that actually disguises who you are and where your information is coming from so that people, anybody who's trying to access that information cannot do it, cannot do it as it goes back and forth between the places you're trying to reach and vice versa. What was the major problem that you saw um, within organizations today that influenced you to set up Stash? So um, my background is in, I, I am a technology strategist, but my background is in business building, the whole business, operations and supply chain and all those things. There were always technical people reporting into me and over time, over really over decades, 
um, I learned a lot about data and how it moved and how we could protect it or not. Um, and on a personal note, uh, I'm somebody who is has always been a very private person and very cognizant about how privacy and security kind of go hand in hand. I said earlier that um, the first breach that I noticed was in the, I think, early 90s. And since then, I was watching um, this kind of evolve. And for a long time, um, even though the wave of breaches began to get quite large and build up, there was still the idea that most of them were anomalies. Right. Um, by the time that I had an opportunity, timing is everything, I had an opportunity to uh, start a particular business. I had a list of businesses uh, that I was interested in. And what I really love to do most is to solve really big problems. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do, and I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Um, and I was looking at this problem and thinking, this is big and it's only gonna get bigger. So what I did was, before I pulled the trigger, I talked to business people, I talked to consumers, and I said, if there was something that could really quite genuinely protect the files and data that are most valuable to you, would you pay for it? Mm. And the answer I got in some way or another, many, many, many times was, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I could really use something like that. And that began the journey of Stash because when I think about solving a problem, I typically do it backwards. I go to the end game and I think about, you know, what is the goal here? And that is what led me to the data. And I thought, okay, it's the data that is the valuable asset here. And then I backed it up. So once again, starting with the data first. Yeah. And that's how I got into um, the solution that we have right now. And, you know, uh, it is, it's been an interesting journey because it's only been in about the last 12 months that the familiarity with what data-centric actually is and what it delivers that is different than what is, has been available in the past has become much more visible. And companies are starting to understand, oh, yeah, I am missing this piece. I am missing this piece. So what's your view on analysts such as Gartner and Forrester and how they really influence uh, security spend within the industry? What, what are your kind of, what's your take on that? Um, I think Gartner and Forrester and IAPP and, and a number of others uh, are, are very useful, okay? Um, their personnel are comprised of many of the experts in the business, both from the commercial side and also from strictly from the security side. And what they bring to the table is a lot of carefully curated data. Okay? The thing that we need to do as both suppliers and consumers of cybersecurity in particular is to disseminate that data. Because it's all, it's all good data, and it's great that it's curated for us. And Gartner and Forrester, um, if you are very familiar with them, what they will do is take you on a journey, right? And they're, they're quite good at, you know, if you're reading an article about um, malware, per se, 
they will recommend to you to keep reading other articles so that you get a really good knowledge about it. I think that their magic quadrants are useful in terms of keeping an eye on what's going on in the industry. I don't think that they should be taken as, you know, the be-all and end-all of what you should do. You need to consider the size of your company, how much data you have that needs to be protected, what's your budget? Right, so just, what's your budget? just because Forrester and Gartner say maybe, you know, if they're in the, the magic quadrant, for example, and they say you need it, it doesn't necessarily, or, you know, it's important to have, it doesn't necessarily mean, mean that you need it, right? It's, 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 it's dependent on your particular, the particular vert, vertical that you're in or the particular situation that you're in or the maturity of your business right now. Would you, would you agree I, with that? I think it's important that um, it's understood that magic quadrants are there to, to show us, you know, where companies sit. Are they, are they mature and have been in this industry for a long time? Are they outliers, emerging technologies that are worth considering and taking a look at so that you're aware of them? Maybe they're not ready yet, right? Are they technologies that are the mainstay, should be the mainstay of what your security posture is? Again, it's, it's knowledge. It's another piece of knowledge that companies would be best to take that knowledge along with all the other data and apply it to their particular situations in order to make the right choices. 